This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. It's Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. From the courtroom to the boardroom to Talk Radio 1210. Get educated on the law from one of the most powerful attorneys in the country. Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. Featuring who's who in the Delaware Valley legal community. Welcome to the courtroom. And welcome to Legal Eagles Radio. And your host, Sam Pond. We wake up the Delaware Valley. We wake up Western Pennsylvania. And we bring Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond across the state of Pennsylvania, down into Delaware, across the bridge and into New Jersey, and right into your living room. And we welcome everybody in, Sam, on another uh, a week of Legal Eagles Radio. Uh, this week is part two of a three-part series. We uh, started the series and started the conversation uh, one week ago. Uh, we follow up with part two today of the conversation, and then we'll finish up the series, a three-part mini-series here on Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. Uh, we'll finish up next week. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Um, good week. Um, here we are on the weekend, and you know we're, we're we have a lot to cover. Uh, we're now less than 30 days away from the election, and as we think about our show and, and the purpose of our show, the purpose of our show is to educate people about the law, and to a certain extent, we are therefore a political show. Why are we a political show, also? if we're talking about the law. And the reason being, Joe, is that the politicians make the laws. And quite frankly, if we connect the dots, if you're a voter, you are creating the law because you are picking the people that create and make the law. So we have to be, there's two things, Joe, in our society that we have to be very, very concerned about. And I would call them the dual beasts in our society. The one beast is fear. People cannot be afraid. Unless you're getting chased by a lion, you probably really shouldn't be afraid because you're probably worried about something that occurred yesterday or something that's going to occur tomorrow. You can't be afraid to get out and have your voice heard in the electoral process. Second is ignorance. And, you know, we could talk about hate, but hate really is, is, comes about because of, of ignorance. People cannot be ignorant about their rights and what they have to do. And, we're, you know, Joe Doc kind of threw me off. But he was right, in, in right before the show. And he said, Sam, we're going to talk about workers' compensation again for the second segment. And a lot of this segment is going to be about injured workers' medical care. Well, look, you better understand what your rights are about getting medical care when you're injured at work. And we have recently had attacks on injured workers' rights to get medical care. Ladies and gentlemen, this goes right down and right to the very core of the sanctity of the doctor-patient relationship. We cannot allow our elected officials to interfere in your right to have a relationship with your doctor and get the appropriate care that you need as, as someone that's injured on the job and someone that can advocate for you. And as Joe Doc reminded me, that the insurance industry has an army of medical practitioners out there that will see you on one occasion that will come into court and testify under oath, under oath, 
at the possible penalty of perjury and testify about you not having a work injury or being fully recovered or being able to get back to work, and they never treated you. So we're going to talk about that today, and we're going to allow people to know that they are empowered to get the medical treatment that they need under the workers' compensation laws in Pennsylvania. Having said that about Pennsylvania, we also have our sister states that we want to talk about. We've had Adam Malumet and his, his firm talk about New Jersey. We're going to have a New York attorney talk about New York today, and then we're going to start dealing also with some of our base, some of our listeners that get injured in Ohio. You could work in Pennsylvania, get injured in Ohio. You could be in West Virginia listening to the show. We want to also get practitioners to talk about that. So, Joe, really excited about this show, and I'm with my favorite people, not only you and Joe, but my partners, Dave Stern and Jerry Lee Hockey. So we've got, we've got the heavy hitters. We've got the lineup. We've got the Yankees. Good show uh, on deck Maybe the Red uh, for, our listening, uh, for our listening audience. It's part <laughs> well, two. Well, either that or, or the Pirates or the, well, or, uh, the Phillies. I don't know. It's part two of the three-part series. Uh, you're listening to Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. If you want to talk with Sam Pond or any one of his legal experts, call 800-568-7500. That's 800-568-7500. And a programming reminder for our listening audience, we welcome you back into Legal Eagles Radio uh, with Sam Pond, part one uh, of this three-part series, which aired a week ago. Uh, you'll find on PondLahockey.com, part two uh, today, and then part three will be one week from today uh, as we bring you a three-part series, uh, Sam, part of and will always be part of uh, what this show is all about, educating the listening audience to prevent ignorance and provide option for them uh, through strength, through understanding what to do. Could have said it better, Joe. Could not have said it better, and when you have knowledge and you know about the law, which is fundamental to your existence as a citizen in our democracy, and again, I'm going to call out everybody to say, wake up, get engaged, educate yourself, don't be ignorant, um, knowledge is power, you're going to know your rights so that you can be comfortable, that's going to take a lot of the fear away and that great beast can be eliminated by you eliminating the beast of ignorance. Joe Doc. Okay, so um, one of the things, you know, we're talking about knowledge, but practical knowledge for, for, for your lay people like myself who have questions when you get injured on a job. We're talking about medical treatment and the first 90 days in Pennsylvania. Um, we talked about some of the first things you should do in regards to calling, you know, your, you know, your attorney, and of course having to report it to your to your uh, your boss. But but Sam, as a as an injured worker, my question to to the panel of attorneys is, um, what do I do about medical treatment uh, when I get injured on the job? Do I have to go to the panel doctor? The consequences are terrible sometimes when you deal with the panel doctor. Could you address that? Joe, you're talking, I'm going to turn it over to Dave and Jerry, but you're talking about some folks coming to us having an understanding that when they get injured on the job that apparently they're told by someone, whether it's their employer, whether it's by a shop steward, whether it's by an insurance company, that they have to go and treat with the so-called panel doctor, which is a panel of doctors that has been created by the insurance company or the employer. We're going to dispel that because I want to make something very, very clear to the listeners. You have to really, this, is, this could be the most important thing I say today. You have to take control 
of your medical care if you're injured at work in Pennsylvania. If you do not, not only will you not get better and get back to work, but you will lose your case. Jerry, what's the law? The law, Sam, in Pennsylvania is very clear. In order to be required to treat with a panel physician, and that is that is a document supposed to be posted in a place, a public place where you work, that contains a list of uh, different facilities that you can pick from. It has to have at least six different facilities on that list. All right, so the first requirement under the Pennsylvania Workers' Compensation Act is that that list has to exist, and you have to be uh, aware of that list. Second, at the time you're hired, you are required to sign what's called an Acknowledgements of Rights letter. And that letter spells out the fact that the panel list exists, that you've seen it, and you understand that you get to pick from that list. And that uh, once you do pick from that list, you have to treat with that facility for 90 days. The second or third component required under the act is that you have to sign a second acknowledgement of rights letter after your injury. So unless the panel list exists and you've seen it, unless you've signed an acknowledgement of rights letter when you're hired, and unless you sign the second acknowledgement of rights letter after your injury, you are under no obligation whatsoever to treat with a facility, whether it's on the panel or whether the employer tells you you need to go down the street to urgent care and you must treat at that facility. Practically, Dave, how often does that happen, all those three things happen? Uh, I would say it's exceptionally rare, Sam. And, and can let me add one other thing, if I could, to what Jerry said. Let's say that those three things did happen, that uh, the, the form was up in your lunchroom telling you your panel doctors, that you signed something when you got hired, and that you signed something after you got hurt. Let's say the employer dotted their I's and crossed their T's, and all three of those things happen. You still do not have to treat with their doctors. Now, the insurance company may not have to pay for treatment for doctors that aren't on the the panel list, but you have options there. Many doctors are willing to see you even though they may not get paid during that time frame. Uh, or uh, you may be able to use alternative insurance. So I would take it even a step further and say, even if all those things happen, go find your own doctor. So if someone came to see you and all those three things happened, would you take control of the medical by having that client see a doctor that you could recommend? 100%. All right. Because if the medical is, is, is picked up and controlled by these panel doctors, what happens in regard to your case? Joe or, or, or Jerry? What? If the initial time period following the injury is controlled by the panel doctor, more than likely it will continue to be controlled by the panel doctor long after the 90 days because you're under some false sense of security that this facility is going to take care of you when, in fact, the only entity they're going to take care of is the employer and the insurance company. I want to develop this further in regard to the bureau documents and what the insurance company will do by controlling the medical and then pulling the rug out from under you as an injured worker and denying your benefits or limiting the benefits that you get. I do want to turn to Matt Funk, uh, Joe Krause, uh, who's 
our New York expert and regard our New York uh, authority. Let me welcome Matt Funk into the uh, Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. For the benefit of our uh, entire listening audience, Matt is the senior partner uh, at Pasternak, Tilker, Ziegler, Walsh, Stanton, uh, and Romano, uh, and he's kind enough to join us here on Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. Matt, thanks for joining us. Uh, give my regards to your counterparts up there. Uh, great working with your firm. Matt, how's it work in New York in regard to the medical care when someone's injured? Sure, no problem. Thank, thanks for having me uh, on the show. Um, so in New York, it's a little bit different than what you guys would think Pennsylvania. There's no uh, first 90 days uh, that you have to go to a panel doctor. In New York, injured workers can freely choose their doctors as long as they're coded by the uh, New York State Workers' Compensation Board. Um, and then those doctors... They, they can provide treatment, and there's treatment guidelines that the doctors must follow. Um, and the guidelines are specific for certain types of injuries. You have um, guidelines for back injuries, neck, knee, shoulders, and carpal tunnel syndrome. And uh, in those guidelines, it really details what the doctors must do. If they do A, B, and C, then X, Y, and Z would be uh, automatically authorized. Um, but there is a little uh, wrinkle in that, in that, you know, if they do A, B, and C, but they need something that's not in the guidelines, the doctor has to submit a form, uh, an MG2 form, to the insurance company asking for authorization to do that uh, type of test or treatment. And that can sometimes delay the, uh, the treatment to the injured worker, which they need to get back to work. Matt, it, this is Jerry. Uh, it sounds okay. on its face that the ability to select your own doctor would be great. However, once you get into the doctor's office, it sounds like he, he or she is handcuffed by some type of evidence-based regulation that was created by whom? The legislature? It, was, it came into existence about, maybe about uh, seven to ten years ago, and it was created. The legislature put it into the statute, but it was created through the Workers' Compensation Board. And um, these treatment guidelines have they've helped in some aspects and delayed treatment in other aspects. Well, Matt, look, we, had, we have had a number of rounds of legislative battles, and Joe Dock shaking his head, Dave shaking his head, Jerry shaking his head, and Joe Krause is very aware of what we had to fight here in Pennsylvania over the last uh, two or three legislative sessions. And one of those was to change the medical in regard to an evidence-based standard, which basically, as far as we could tell, treats everyone with a diagnosis the same. Jerry Lee Hockey has a herniated disc. He's going to be treated with the same protocol of treatment as Dave Stern, who has a herniated disc. We're, we, were, we fought back on that uh, because we felt that each individual should be treated as an individual and in what has to happen. And it sounds like you guys have been dealing with this. I'm just trying to figure out, has it handcuffed your ability to advocate and litigate for your clients? It, it definitely has created a, a handcuff because it's very tough sometimes when I get a phone call from an injured worker who might need physical therapy, and the doctor fills out the, the MG2 form, submits it to the carrier, and it goes to the workers' comp board because the carrier denies it. And the board, might, it might take them several months to get a hearing data. Meanwhile, this, this person, you know, if they had some extra physical therapy to their back, they might be able to get back to their job and get back to earning a living and not being on the workers' compensation benefits. So it definitely limits uh, what you can do to try to help an injured worker get back into gainful employment. 
So let's go back, if we may, Dave and Jerry, let's get back into, into Pennsylvania. Uh, and so, Dave, you had mentioned someone comes to see you and you're going to get them to a physician. Are you able to get them to a physician without having a secondary insurance as a practical matter? Can you get them to a doctor without any insurance or the workers' compensation insurance carrier not paying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's not a cup of tea for every doctor, uh, but there are definitely doctors out there uh, who are willing to treat injured workers, uh, whether it's in the first 90 days or the first whatever time frame it is, uh, and uh, do so with the patient's best interests at heart, uh, which is all I'm all I'm seeking for my client. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not trying to buy medical opinions. Uh, we are trying to find doctors that will have our client's best interests at heart, whatever that may be. If the doctor that I refer my client to says that my client can do full duty, well then, so be it. You know, uh, we're just looking for a fair shake. So, Jerry, the the insurance carrier, assuming you have the client getting treated by his or her doctor, a, treating someone, not a panel doctor that's paid by an insurance company that may get paid millions of dollars a year, millions of dollars a year, um, to see injured workers on behalf of an insurance company or an employer, we're going to talk about and get back into what happens as to whether or not the insurance company can then have another examination. This segment we're getting to the, to the, to the end of it, but I want to just briefly, can the insurance company thereafter have another exam of your client by a doctor of their choosing? Only in a couple circumstances, Sam. Once, when the claim petition is filed, the insurance company has an opportunity to have the injured worker examined by a doctor that they select. And second, once the claim has been accepted, then the law in Pennsylvania says that the insurance carrier or the employer has basically an opportunity once every six months to send the injured worker to the paid uh, physician that's on the payroll of the carrier. So it's those two circumstances. We're going to get back and, and talk about workers' compensation judges and how they're supposed to, under the basic tenets, the basic parts of the law, to look at the testimony of both of those experts. Matt Funk, who's the senior partner and our special guest here on Legal Legals Radio with Sam Pond, uh, as we come to you uh, this weekend. He is the senior partner from Pasternak, Tilker, Ziegler, Walsh, Stanton, and Romano. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for uh, weighing in with the New York perspective and being part of Legal Eagles Radio. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. Anytime. Thank you, Matt. All right, good stuff from uh, Matt Funk joining us. You're listening to Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. We'll get to a commercial break right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Now back to Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And we welcome everybody back to Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. Call the Legal Eagles hotline. If you have a question for Sam, if you need Sam, call him at 1-800-723-8715, 1-800-723-8715. Joe, it was interesting having Matt on because sure I think it was a great illustration of showing that all the workers' compensation schemes throughout the 50 states are distinctively different. We go over the bridge to New Jersey, and Joe Doc had mentioned about if you were an iron worker on the Walt Whitman, you crawled over to the Pennsylvania side on a previous show. Right. We could see how different New York is in regard to the medical care. We really, this really comes down to, again, making sure that you're politically active and voting. 
and that you understand that if you are a working man and woman, you don't want to vote for someone that's more worried about profits over people. So you really have to be concerned because we could end up with a situation like New Jersey, which is tougher for injured workers, which is tougher in New York with this evidence-based, nonsensical idea of medicine. Cookie cutter. Jerry, so true. Teaches no individuals, Joe. Everybody's treated the same way despite you being an individual human being. Your humanity is taken away. So let's turn back to educating people. Number one, to educate them, to make sure that they're voting and understand where the candidates are. Don't vote. Don't vote with your, with your, hate, with your hate level. Vote with your head. And just for some clarity, for the benefit of our listening audience, Sam, in the western part of the state of Pennsylvania, carrying into Ohio, uh, uh, the state of West Virginia, uh, and that entire uh, that entire uh, area of responsibility, we're going to deal with that. We're going to address that, and we're going to be able to say, hey, listen, if you're living here, this is what applies. Absolutely. We have great legal partners in Ohio. We have great legal partners in West Virginia. We're going to have them on, and we're going to educate the folks that go over Look, you know, we're out, in, we're out in, in, in western Pennsylvania. We're out in Allegheny County. We're out in Fayette. We're, you know, we're out in Beaver, wherever. A lot of those folks, Jerry's family, goes across the border and goes into Ohio and works. Sure. We've got to make sure that people know their rights. And, look, if you live in Pennsylvania and you get injured in Ohio, you may have a case in Pennsylvania, but you may have to go in Ohio. And then you have to pick and get good legal counsel not to be worried about where they're going to get a fee. We have a very large case today, Joe, where uh, looking at the case, and I realize that, believe it or not, although Pennsylvania is generally better, we have a case right now that occurred in New Jersey. We could probably get jurisdiction of Pennsylvania. The better spot's in New Jersey. That's where the legal obligation of the professional, not the legal obligation, the professional ethical responsibility is to make sure that we have our clients go into a jurisdiction and a state that is best for them. Joe Doc. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, I would ask, and, and, and that is, you know, with listeners out there, you know, we talked about the medical and why that is such a big deal. It's not because, and, and we talked during the break, it's not because, you know, you, you know, attorneys care about which doctors what is the percentage sam and the consequences what are the consequences of an injured worker potentially only treating with a, with with a panel doctor i mean what is the what is the what is the consequences in in in, in cases of, of denial isn't it like 60 to 80 percent of injured workers who just treat with the panel doctor get denied or disputed their 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 benefits before they recover from their injuries. Joe, I'm going to turn it over to Dave and Jerry because we're all ready to jump on that, that question. Right. <laughs> we are ready to jump on that question and the consequences of a human being being subjected to not getting their own medical care. Dave? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know the specific percentage, Joe. I think you're in the ballpark there. Uh, but, sure, the, the panel facilities, um, you know, if they start issuing medical opinions uh, that have the best interests of the injured worker at heart, do you really think the insurance company is going to continue to send them people to treat? Of course not. 
These are businessmen and women, and they understand that the way they're going to keep getting business from the insurance company is to offer opinions that are favorable to the insurance company. So that's what you're up against when you're the injured worker. It's, it's patently unfair. Uh, and um, as Sam you know, mentioned earlier, that's why you have to take control of your own medical care because, trust me, the other side is looking at it as a business transaction and, and as, so I, I as you guys know I administer a, 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 an injured workers program and I've been on the phone with 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 with, with you guys more than once where where an, an an individual calls us up and of course I'm an advocate I can't answer that question but they'll be like they they, they want to send me back to work I'm still in pain I can't lift my shoulder up they want me to sign this or they want me to sign that the the, the panel doctor and I've said to you guys a million times and I don't understand all the, all the elements of the law and med, medical malpractice and all that, but how some of these doctors can actually look at themselves in the mirror and sending some individual back to a job on a high-rise building and they can't pick their, their arm up is beyond me. That's why we're talking about the panel doctors, not because we give a, 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 about, about doctors in general, because that's what happens. Those are the consequences. Joe, if, is, as, as Dave said, the reality of it, and I appreciate your passion, the reality of it I'm is a good that— teacher. The, I real, the reality of it is if they don't say what the insurance companies want, as Dave mentioned, they're not going to continue to get millions of dollars in fees to, you know, it's interesting because we have Article 11, which is the fraud provisions. And when we cross-examine these doctors, we for, one of the things we talk about on credibility is, doctor, how much money do you get paid by the insurance industry to run a panel facility? We then get into saying if you really subpoena the records and you look at the records and you see the billing and the doctor says, well, that was no longer related to the work event. And I look at the doctor's billing. The doctor is billing the insurance company for a work-related event. That's called insurance fraud. That's called insurance fraud. And I want to step back for a moment because we talked about this before the break. The law, a basic part of the Pennsylvania law for giving up a constitutional right to sue was that the treating doctor, someone that actually treats the injured worker, not as a hired hand, but actually treats them, is getting a diagnosis, is getting a prognosis, is getting a course of treatment, trying to get someone better. That testimony of a treating doctor has to be given greater weight than a hired hand's testimony under the law. We don't see that enough by the workers' compensation judges. That is the law. The judiciary and the jurists that decide the fate of injured workers and their families has to give greater weight to a treating doctor. And by the way, does that make sense to everybody? Does that sound fair? And if you were an insurance company executive, you would want to have that kind of treatment for you and your family. And by the way, when them and their families get injured, guess who they turn to? Us. Jerry? One of the most important relationships that you'll ever come across in your life beyond your spouse is the relationship that exists between you and your doctor. It has to have, at its very core, trust. Now, the panel doctors and the relationship they have with the insurance carrier, guess what? It's based on a trust. The carrier trusts that the panel doctor is going to protect their interest, and their interest is financial. What we do as a firm, and we talked about this on one of the earlier shows, is when we look at a case, we look at it holistically. And the reason why we help injured workers get to doctors, treating doctors, specialists, is because 
We want them to get better. We want them to get over and recover from whatever injury they have so that they can go back to work and be a productive individual for the employer who misled them from the start. Because nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to be on work comp. Nobody wants to treat with a doctor. They want to work and they want to feel good about themselves. And the only way that's going to happen is if you involve yourself in a relationship with someone that you trust. I can tell you this. You, you mentioned the word trust. The devastation that I hear and that individuals hear all the... You're right. When you go to a doctor, you trust them. You're not used to... You've, you've been working for the company for 30 years. You've never been injured before. The company might even support your... The, the, you know, yeah, he fell off the truck. So an individual who's innocent, who goes to a doctor, who tells them what's going on, and it's not used to somebody saying, yeah, you know, I saw that on film, and you, 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 we don't think, it, you know, you're injured. And then meanwhile, the guy is sitting there totally devastated and confused. And normally that happens. His life is destroyed before he goes outside that circle because he doesn't want to, you know, rattle cages or anything like that. It's a devastating thing. Absolutely, Joe. We can go on and on. And look, there's an Article 11 that came about in the laws in 1996, Article uh, Act 57, when the law again was amended. The workers' compensation law was again amended. I don't believe any of us have ever had an Article 11 fraud action brought against any of our clients. And yet we have filed hundreds against insurance companies because the insurance company and the insurance industry is trained and set up. They know the law to take advantage of an injured worker. Nobody, look, there might be a couple people that might be scamming the system, but most people just want to get to work. They don't want to have a work injury. And what also happened in, back in, in, in 1996 with this Act 57 was the insurance industry had 21 days to make a decision as to whether or not a case was compensable or not. And they said, oh, you know, Sam Pond and Jerry Lee Hockey and Dave Stern are filing penalty petitions because I haven't filed the bureau document within 21 days. We need, need more time to investigate the case. So they asked for something called a temporary notice of compensation payable, as opposed to a notice of compensation payable, which is the bureau document that recognizes that an injured worker had a work injury. And the temporary notice of compensation was to say, oh, we want to pay the injured worker temporarily while we investigate the case. What they did, Joe, was they controlled or tried to control the medical and extend it from 30 days to 90 days. And they did that controlled the medical for 90 days with the panel doctors, controlled the documents that control an injured worker's life, and then they basically played an injured worker like a puppet. And they saw the panel doctor, saw them for 45 days, and then said, you're okay, you can go back. They didn't see a lawyer, and that's, they pulled the rug out of them. Full sense of security. Actually, they pulled the rug out of them after 89 days. And after 89 days, and we've seen a Dave Stern shaking his head emphatically next to him because he's, he lives with his clients day in and day out in the trenches. After 90 days, they're still there not better. They haven't gotten treated by a real doctor. And guess what? Their checks are pulled. Now they have to come to see us, and we have to get started after 90 days. It could take us a year in front of a judge. That's what happens. That's how they played the system. This is what we're up against. So it's unforgettable. Jerry? Well, look. Timing is everything, as you point out. And sometimes we're, we're there to clean up, and sometimes we get, get in from the start. And it's obviously more important for the injured worker and for us to get in from the start. And we talked about trust. And what happens oftentimes is there's a trust, at least there's a, a thought of a trust between an employee and an employer. The employee believes that their, their boss, their, their company is going to take care of them if they put in a, a, a 
good eight hours for a decent wage. But what happens is when they get injured, that trust becomes violated. Because all of a sudden now they're looked at as an adversary and not as an employee. Well, I think it's also important for people to understand the system, and that's why we're educating them. What happens is, folks, when you get injured on the job, your employer is required to have workers' compensation insurance. And even though you may have a great relationship with your employer, if it gets shifted over to an insurance company, it's not the employer paying that. It's the insurance company. And all that trust and all that long-standing relationship and all that loyalty, guess what? Thrown out, out the, the window. window. This is Legal 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 Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. Sam, just a minute before we go to the break. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, um, how do you speak to the feeling of fear for the listeners who are listening to the show and may have an injury fear can be an emotion that you can't get past we're going to have to we're going to talk about fear because i think that joe doc had said earlier on you need a team behind you and a lot of times people are afraid to get a team behind him joe look the fear we have lost the, the public relations battle we being the trial bar and, and pro civil justice and pro workers rights to have people be afraid to even report a work injury. One out of four amputations that is work-related is not reported as work-related. Think about that, because people are afraid of having retaliation, of losing their job by making a work comp case. People are worried about being a pariah because they've made a work comp case. I had a client in yesterday, and the client in from yesterday said, oh, I'm not, you know, he, he was 56 years old. He worked there for 30 years. He was afraid of making a claim as to how he was going to appear. Part three of our special, Workers' Compensation on Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond will be one week from today. We'll take our final commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Oh, yay, oh, yay, oh, yay. God save the United States and this honorable court. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. And back here on Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. If you missed any of our part one or now part two of our three-part series dealing with workers' compensation, we extend an invitation for you to go to pondlahockey.com where you'll see uh, the visual video podcast and then all uh, of the podcast uh, for Pond La Hockey you'll find on radio.com. Thanks, Joe. Joe, look, during the break, I, Joe Doc went up and got some of these boxing gloves, and he's, <laughs> he is fired up. Uh, Joe, talk to us about the point of injury and what you're, you're concerned about people being intimidated right, and well, you, you shut down. You mentioned a team, and uh, it's a support system that I, you know, and I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm an, I'm, I, I administrate or I'm an advocate of, of in, for injured workers, but it's a support system that injured workers need from the point of injury because the intimidation factor, either from the employer or, 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 or from the, the panel doctor is so unbelievable but that, that you actually find. And I've had injured workers call us and say, I don't want to report the injury. In fact, I, I, I'm, they don't want to. They don't want to ruffle feathers, and they're so nervous to, to do it because they're getting such pressure not to go to, to, to a doctor that's not being paid by the, by, by the insurance company. It's just it's so hard to watch it. Yeah, well, I think, Joe, look, if people get knowledge, they, it eliminates fear. And the unknown is fear. If you don't think you have rights and you don't think you have power and you're powerless, you're going to be a puppet 
by either an insurance company or, or a rogue employer, and, and that's very, very concerning. But again, very, the, the point that we need folks to walk away from the show with today is if you're injured on the job, you need to go see a doctor of your own choosing. And quite frankly, this is going to sound self-serving. See a workers' compensation attorney. It doesn't cost you anything, whether that's Pondley Hockey, Stern Giordano, or another qualified workers' compensation firm. You need to get counsel. It's free consultation across the board. If they're trying to charge you any money, run the other way, and then make sure that they get you to a physician. And then once you do that, you can worry about getting better and not worried about getting screwed by an insurance company. And once you have that level of trust, that comfort, it's going to help you get better quicker, and you're going to feel confident of moving forward with your life and making sound decisions as opposed to making decisions from fear. So that, I think, is, is a summary in regard to the medical. I'd like to move on a little bit beyond that in the journey. Dave, someone comes and sees you. You have to file. A case is denied. You have the medical, though, and if you have the medical and they don't have the medical on their behalf, I'm assuming you have a very strong case. You file a claim petition, but no money is coming in. Is there any other benefits that someone can get immediately after the injury, like unemployment, like short-term disability, to carry the MRVR? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's something that I do make clients aware of uh, when they come in, that there, there are other benefits available to hold you over. Um, so, yeah, the answer to your question is yes. Jerry? Sure. And as, as Dave says, people, unless you sit down with someone who does workers' compensation for a living, you're never going to get the knowledge that there are other options available for you. And you're never going to have that fear of the unknown relieved. The only way this happens is by sitting in an office with someone who knows the system, who knows what your rights are and what you can and cannot do to protect yourself. And look, it's very, very important, I think, for the listeners as well, Jerry, is that when they have a case, just like life, things change. This is, a, especially if you're in litigation, litigation is a battle. And as you get in battle, the battlefield changes, and we have to be very nimble. But also when someone has a work injury, that, that journey, things develop, whether they can apply for unemployment, whether they win the case, whether, whether they're getting a long-term or short-term disability, whether or not they can sue their employer for an employment action, and whether or not eventually they can get Social Security disability, can they get their pension? And all these things have to be developed as we go. Let's turn a little bit to a case that's accepted. So the insurance company actually rarely does it, but they accept a case and they issue something called a notice of compensation payable, recognizing the injury. We have an acronym for those cases in our office. They're called NFTPs, NFTPs, No Fee to Petition no fee to petition. So Joe Krause, you have a work injury, you come to see us, we do a whole diagnostic workup, making sure you get all your medical, looking at the bureau documents to see if all the injuries are, are recognized, making sure that your compensation rate is right. Folks, about one-fifth of you are going to get the wrong workers' compensation amount. And guess what? We never see it be too much. We always see it be too less. So we check to see if you're getting the right compensation rate. We make sure that you're getting the correct medical care. We communicate with the insurance company to make sure that they're not doing things they shouldn't be doing in regard to too many examinations. And then we get a case strategy, but there's no fee for that. Is that right, Jerry? Or Dave? Let me turn to Dave. Dave, Dave, I wanted wanted to add one other thing to what you said. and that is, you talked about people being underpaid, uh, which we see a lot. 
a lot of times people come to us and the insurance company has not accepted liability for all their injuries. Uh, and that is something that we get involved in a lot. And that's something that we get involved in a lot without charging a fee. Uh, quick example, you hurt your knee and your back. Uh, and uh, you reported your back the first day because that was what hurt the most. But by the second day, your knee was hurting too. The insurance company only wants to pay for your back. Well, what are you going to do about that? You, you know, you may need our help in that instance. And it's a really good point. I think, I think the, the collectively between Jerry, myself, and Dave, we have about 100 years of doing workers' comp. And I, I think, Jerry, we can agree that rarely – and I'm, I don't, I'm not that, I'm looking over, I'm not that old because we have one of, the, one of our staff looking at me like I'm 100 years old. And I just said 100 together, not just me. So the, the, what we've, we've, we probably see in the majority of cases, not all the injuries recognized. And J Dave makes a great point. You're actually going to go in court and litigate it. Or are you going to charge someone for that? Right. We, you, we, we have never charged someone to have the description of the injury corrected. Uh, and we have a philosophy uh, in our firm that we wouldn't do something like that. And the only time we really charge a contingent fee is when we actually put money in someone's pocket. So in the meantime, legally, we're going to hold someone's hand throughout the course of their claim, whether it be uh, just to answer questions, whether it be to assist them in getting medical care, whether it be to give them advice and information about other benefits that may be available for them. That's our philosophy. That's our culture. Last word, Sam, 30 seconds. Joe, we have so much to cover right now, but I want to tell you we're going, we have a, a great show, and everyone has to, get, again, uh, not be afraid, get empowered. Next week, we're going to talk into so much. We're going to talk about pre-existing conditions. We're going to talk about repetitive injuries. We're going to talk about the emotional and mental injuries that develop when someone has a physical injury. Joe, I don't know about you, but if I got injured at work and I was out of work and I had the uncertainty of being out of work, I can assure you that I was either going to be depressed, anxious, have an adjustment disorder. I'm going to need care, and I'm going to tell you that we need to include that in the process. This is Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond uh, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and also on Pittsburgh's hometown radio station, KDKA. If you have a question, uh, if you uh, were injured on a job, if you are feeling fear, uh, call the Legal Eagles hotline at 1-800-723-8715 because after absorbing and listening to today's broadcast, which was part two of a three-part series, uh, I hope that the listening audience and those uh, that are listening in fear from a work injury uh, will react uh, and call upon the Hockey Stern uh, and Giordano when I say that just as a personal wish on my end. That's going to do it for the broadcast today on Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond. We thank everybody uh, for tuning in on behalf of David, on behalf of Jerry, uh, on behalf of J-Doc. A very good job by J-Doc today. And of course, our gracious host, Sam Pond. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.